G'day everyone, it is Thursday, August 18, the Big Sports Breakfast, Sky Sports Radio, a very good morning to you wherever and however you are listening. Still don't know where the grand final is, but we've got a great game of footy tonight. South's up against Penrith, of course, Stadium Block will be in here just after 7 o'clock this morning to preview round 23 in the NRL. And, Pup, we've had an interesting 24 hours. I walked into a tree, you walked into a pole. Yeah, morning, Mido, Loz, listeners. Yeah, I uh, I was going for a walk yesterday afternoon, enjoying the sunshine, had the headphones in. Uh, I was also writing an email and, bang, <laughs> straight into a no-standing sign for me. Took it on. It's a wonder chicken chow didn't see. <laughs> yeah, I was wonder I didn't get photographed doing it. That's when you want the paparazzi for something like that. Um yeah, the pole's still standing. Good I didn't fall over, thank God, but look around, hope no one saw you and play on. <laughs> what did you hit? A tree. Yeah, well, jogging to the gym, Ashley, straight into a tree. <laughs> when, what, hang a on, little... a branch or a tree? No, it was a branch. Hanging, but... hanging down. <laughs> yeah, hang, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but you, know, you just keep going. You, you don't oh, look around no. to see if anyone saw it. No. Just head down, keep going. You definitely don't act like it hurt. <laughs> That's for sure, you don't rub it. <laughs> what are you on. shaking your head at? How's your you day, Lodge? Do you go to the gym? What'd you do yesterday? Yeah, you tested me, Pop. Um, Good memory. <laughs> don't know. Uh, just trying to think. I didn't do too much. I, I did go to the gym, and then I went home and I sat out the back and sunned myself. Mm. Good weather, wasn't it? So it was perfect weather. I think the forecast the entire week. Well, Jamie. Would have just read the weather then. I didn't hear, but I I reckon the weather's pretty good for yeah. I think it's pretty good week. for the next few days. Twenty two today, but it's going to be raining for the next six months apparently. Oh, yeah, don't. you can leave that yeah, bit out. No. Let's just let's just stay in this week. Let's just look but at twenty two degrees. Stay in the today. moment, yeah. so it should be good. So yeah. I'll probably do the same thing. I'll have a bit of a rest this afternoon. I think. What nap <laughs> siesta? I think I might. What are your thoughts on the afternoon siesta? Oh, in this job, it's no good for you. Yeah, I can't. I'm. I can't go to sleep that if I sleep during the day I can't go can't back sleep to at sleep night. At no, night. I'm the same. But because I <clears throat> go on the Maddie John show, oh, I'll try and, I'll try yeah. and I yeah, don't usually, but I'm feeling yeah. I feel like I need one today, so I'll probably do that. And then um, I don't know. Get ready for the footy tonight. Looking forward to seeing South play Penrith. Who you like? The Pen- um, I like South, but Panthers B, isn't it? Really, they got. So many important Yeah, I, I'd out. just wait and see. If Liam Martin plays, it might be yeah. a bit of a difference. They've still got a decent forward pack, although Fisher-Harris being out, it's a Massive big blow for them. Reckon, yeah. And South, that confidence with Latrell being back, Campbell Graham being back. So possibly, yep, yeah, possibly South. If Latrell doesn't play, I'm not believing anything ever again. Because everyone's saying he's playing. No, he's Everyone. He finished the captain's run yesterday, so he'll be and, right. And, mate, he walked off a training field. Like, mate, he can do that if he's... Got a sore big toe, like just because groin. can't yeah. muck around with groins. What are you and talking about, mate? It's just you feel something. It's a training session. Feel something. Get on the couch. Short turnaround. Mate, he'll be fine. Like everyone thinks. Oh, mate, you walk off the training field. Oh, he's broken something. No, he's just got a tiny niggle. Takes a day to recover. Get on with it. Well, Physio, doctor, rehab. Get into it. Well, he'll you had fine. a lot of hamstring troubles, as did I. Yeah. And it's amazing how your body starts to play tricks with you. I don't know whether you ever went through this, but all of a sudden you'd do something and you'd always feel yeah. or think you you felt your hemi maybe having a twinge. And there was nothing wrong with it, but no. it was just your head thinking yeah, you that something. You felt something. So yeah, yeah, yeah mine, a lot of the time with my, my back and hamstrings, obviously they are related, but a lot of the time if my back was 
um, stiff or I had a bulging disc or something like that. That was when I was at most risk of tearing a hamstring. Yeah. So anytime, you know, an area, my, my hammies or my glutes had to work harder mm. because my back wasn't right, that's when I was at, you know, maximum risk. So that's why, you know, strength in all those areas, doing your rehab, doing your recovery, trying to get your body as close to 100% before you play a game and, was and the, the challenge for and me. The, and the issue with that is that because you know what your body then feels like at yeah. 100%, if it's not, or you, you notice offer, it, don't yeah, you, you notice yeah. it. You learn so and much that, about your own and, body, and then yeah. your mind starts to play tricks with you, thinking, mm. "Oh, geez, is my hemi okay?" And you go into some games thinking, "Oh, I wonder if it's my hemi." And the, the physio and the trainers would be so much. There's nothing wrong with you. Well, you know the other There'd thing. Be nothing you wrong do. with you, and you'd be still trying to battle that demon inside your head. You know, like let's say you wake up in the morning and you got a sore left calf, so then you start walking differently. What that does is put pressure on. You know, the right side of your body. So for someone like Luttrell, even like a tiny little groin niggle or quad strain or whatever, it could all be related to that hamstring problem that he's had. So, again, you'd like to think, uh, you know, certainly playing a sport like rugby league where you're flogging yourself day in, day out, that not only the, the people around you, as in your doctors, your physios, strength and conditioning, but you yourself – you know your body better than anyone and you learn, you know, what that feeling could be or how bad that is. And that's why I think you hear a lot of people talk about as the player gets a bit older, generally the ma- the major decisions around does he play, does she play, do they take the field, are they 100%, is dictated by the athlete, by the player. So yes, the, all the experts will, you know, you have to do a fitness test or, you know, they'll sit down and have that tough conversation with you. But... The player is the one that knows their body better than anyone. Same thing. You can go for a scan. You can see a fracture. But I know people that have had, you know, ribs, for example, a broken rib versus a bruised rib. Sometimes a bruised rib can be more painful than a break. Or rib cartilage damage. Exactly right. And you can play with certain, like other people, some players can play with more pain than others as well. Some players are are happy to take medication or get a cortisone injection. Some players aren't. So... I think that's where the communication and the trust, you know, needs to be put back into the player to a certain extent. There's certainly been times through my career where physio or doctor had to make the decision for me um, or tell me on certain occasions, even if I disagreed, but they, you know, they didn't want to go that way. They didn't want to take that risk. Um, but I'd, you'd like to think generally with a with a, a player that has been around for a long time, knows their body pretty well, that there's a bit of communication both ways. So I would imagine if Luttrell is saying he's ready to go, I reckon they'll play him. The marker with Tab, the Bunnies affirmed and their favourites $1.65 into $1.55 and Penrith two twenty five back to $2.45. I want to read a good news story, fellas, in regards to Aussie Cam Smith, the golfer, who... Uh, <laughs> Look, there's someone in the city. I'm not even going to mention his name. A columnist in the Herald. No, tell us. Tell us a name. Honestly. Tell me and I'll say. I don't even want the name mentioned on this program. Oh, who's been smashing Cameron Oh, about if he joins the Live Tour and how it taints him. And anyway, and he's written multiple columns on him now. But anyway, last week. uh, Is he married? Yep. To Lisa? Maybe. Yeah, okay. I know you told that. Last week. <laughs> Cameron Smith at the St. Jude Championship, so one of his drives, Aaron Drive, hit a spectator. <laughs> it's hit the spectator and sort of the thumb and smashed his phone. Oh, no. The spectator oh, okay. had phone in the hand. So Smith goes down, 
gets his details, gives him a signed glove, sends him a brand new phone yeah, the next legend. day. Legend. What a legend. Good on him. He can afford it. <laughs> Especially if he goes to the live tour. He can buy a few more than one. No, that's what I'm, again, this is why I, I don't, it's so hard for me to comprehend why or how this guy's reputation or image or brand can change. He's, mm. he, he comes across like one of the nicest guys oh. on the planet. Now, if he decides to go to the live tour or he doesn't, it should be irrelevant. He's still the same dude. He's still a great bloke. He's still a great golfer. I, I just, I hate how we do that in this country. You know, as soon as there's a, a hint of him, oh, he's going for the money. Well, mate, tell me someone that's, that's not going for $200 million thrown in your face. It doesn't change his personality. It doesn't change him being a great bloke. But, I, yeah, why, why do we jump off someone? You know, he's doing mm. nothing wrong. I love him. I'm a massive supporter of him. And him. That doesn't surprise me that he does that because he, he comes across exactly like that. Yep. Put put his the cell number, as they call in the States, in his yardage book. Ordered so him a new phone. Sent it to him. Outstanding. Great oh, stuff, Cam yeah. Smith. Um, now, you talk about the good weather loss. And, gee, I'll tell you what, I'm pumped for Saturday. Randwick, I'm back. I'm back as far as the racing is concerned. The Group 1 wing stakes on Saturday. Field of 11. Uh, NMO got barrier one yesterday and accordingly just got out in the market a bit. 260 back to 280. Forbidden Love, barrier 10, six into $4.80. Mwanga barrier two, six just back to $6.50. Now I'll be uh, down there at the back somewhere. And Fangirl barrier nine, $8. Now I'm looking at Fangirl because Hugh Bowman had the choice, really. He's ridden Fangirl. Wrote it to the Vinery Group 1 win, and he's ridden Forbidden Love. I think two Group 1 wins he's ridden Forbidden Love on, and he's chosen Fangirl. Yeah, well, that's an indication, I suppose, that you thinks that he's a better chance first up, or he may be looking further on or further down the line in terms of bigger races to come. So you, you just don't know, but all these horses are fantastic. Well, should be in for a good spring, but what a race to start with. I mean, all those horses that you mentioned, Enemo, are people going to jump in at what, $2.70, $2.75? Cox Plate runner-up, many say it should have won it. You know, yeah, you got Ice Bath, 26 bucks. Um, you know, you got horses like Profonda, you've got Benno, horses that people think will have Big springs. There are decent prices. You know? I, I, I think it's going to be a wonderful race. And obviously they're not fully wound up yet. But whatever they do, they'll improve off. Mm. But it's just good to see all the big guns now starting to come out to play. And by the way, Bay Ede, this uh, superstar over there in the UK, unbeaten, made it 10 out of 10. Uh, a devastating performance overnight. It stepped up in trick in the Judd Monty International Stakes there at York. Uh, had nine wins over the mile, but, uh, you know, stepped up to 10 furlongs, faced it a stack of group winners and victory. So at the moment, uh, it's laying claim to be the best horse in the world, this Bay Ead. Uh, the Newcastle Knights never far away from the papers at the moment, are they? It's a loo blow on the back page of the Telegraph. Players Union hits out over drug tests for toilet drama. So the Players Association not happy. And it's Chief Executive Clint Newton 
describing the drug testing of Caelan Ponga and Kurt Mann as a, well, a breach of confidence and irrefutable abuse of the process set out in the NRL's illicit drug testing policy. Uh, The testing is supposed to be confidential, apparently, and according to the Rugby League Players Association, they've been banging on for the policy to be reviewed. Now, the results, by the way, of these tests, well, they're not going to be known uh, publicly. The only way, as we mentioned yesterday, that I guess we'll find out is if it is a second offence against a player, and that incurs a 12-week suspension. So when you see a player, one of those two players, if they weren't appearing on the team sheet at the start of next season for multiple weeks, you can make your own assumptions. Well, if they've done nothing wrong, they've got nothing to worry about. Mm. So, like, I mean, the, the drug test is there. They're testing them three days after the event as well. So, <laughs> yeah, if, oh. if, they've, if they've taken what... Well, Look, you've got no dramas. Go. A lot of it's out wrong. of their system anyway. If you've done nothing wrong, you've got nothing to worry about. Yeah, it's exactly right. Well, the players, you know, claim they've done nothing wrong. So, well, they shouldn't have anything to worry about. Yeah. Exactly. You'd be but, happy, you're happy to have the test. You actually want the results to be made yeah, public. You, yeah, exactly right. You want to go, so you know what? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, Give and me please the make the results please public. Make them public. Yeah, that's what you'd want okay. if you've done nothing wrong. Uh, look, Clint Newton's doing his job as boss of the RLPA, no, no doubt about it. But I can completely understand the NRL, because it's gone to the integrity unit. Mm that the integrity unit sends people up there to do the test. I can understand that. Mm. Isn't that what you do in an investigation? Uh, yeah. But my only mm. uh, issue with that, because, again, I'm only going back to when I played. The, the, the rules may have changed. I didn't think they could target test. The clubs can target test, but I thought the governing body couldn't target test. So change the rule. Yeah, oh, I'm like, not sure. I haven't read the policy. It's, it's, because it's, I, I remember when we used to have the drug test, mm. the, if the club did it, mm. they could come and say, mate, we're going to drug test you. But, but it, if but, a SADA or someone turned up, they couldn't target test you. They had to pull your name out of a hat. So they put everyone's name in a hat and then they pull your names out. But it's and a, you had to be there. It's the same thing. Like, like uh, This is not about them finding out if there's if they've taken drugs on that night. Because that's what I'm saying. They're testing three days after the event. Yeah. Right? You test the day after, the day of or the day after, because generally substances will stay in your system yeah. for at least but 24 they didn't get hours. The they didn't know until okay. a couple of but days later. But again, if this is about finding out if there's drugs in their system, you've got a hair test, because that, that'll give you six month leeway yeah. of what's in your system. A blood test, if it's if it's cocaine, for example, yeah. it'll be out of their system in twenty four hours. Yeah. So, even this, I feel like it's a bit token. They probably can't. Know? No, of course they can't, they, they and that's what can't. that's what the players' association is saying. Hang on, yeah. we've got an agreement which we actually want to sit down and, and fix anyway. But yeah. even in our current agreement, yeah. they're saying this is unacceptable. What they've done, this is completely targeted. If I've done nothing wrong, I'm saying bring it on. Yes, if you're the two players and you've done nothing wrong, well, if I'm the, if you the two players, knowing it's three three days after the event, you're probably saying, you know what, I can't wait for the drug test. I'd love to have the drug test, and can you please make it public? <laughs> because you know, even if you have done something wrong, you're going to be cleared. It's going to be good for your reputation. Mm. But re-emphasizing, you know? the players say they've done nothing wrong. Yeah. So uh, 
and there's nothing no said. to worry about. Yeah, nothing to worry yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. So we move on. Also, the back page. We solved it. <laughs> You've done nothing wrong. Don't worry. And even if you have the results, it's not going to come out anyway. So play on. <laughs> uh, NRLW season launched yesterday. Absolutely raring to go. Kezi Yaps there and uh, Holly Wheeler, a couple of the Dragons players. And they, of course, were beaten in the grand final by the Roosters in the previous season that finished in April. We spoke to Isabel Kelly of the Roosters yesterday, and it all kicks off this weekend. And the grand final is the same day as the men, Sunday, October 2. And they've got four new teams coming in in the NRLW next season. We'll speak to Adam Pengilly of the Herald, of course, later this morning. He was at the launch there yesterday as well. And in the Herald today, uh, Pengilly has co-written an article under the headline WA in the mix to grab more games from Sydney. So uh, WA, the government there, saying that they want to host another double header there at Optus Stadium. Uh, they did when the stadium was first opened back in 2018. And they're looking at round one or perhaps in that July-August window next year when Sydney venues are unavailable due to the FIFA Women's World Cup using a lot of those venues here at the time and uh, proactive stuff from the WA government. They're probably looking at the cold feet the NRL is getting at the moment with the New South Wales government and thinking, well, we've got this big shiny stadium. We can host grand finals. We can host more origins. We would love to have an NRL team here. And they're so minus, let's get on the front foot. And they're minus already by the way they carried on through COVID. They missed so many events through there. So, of course, they're going to be chasing every dollar possible now to make up for it. A lot of money to build a stadium like that and not use it for two and a half years like they did. Let's get our Perth Bears over there, Clark. You get my Bears Mate, back. Get whatever you want. I've still got beef with WA. <laughs> I've still got COVID beef. You wouldn't let people in, wouldn't let people out. I'm like, man, you could go to New York, but you couldn't go to Perth. Give me a break. So I've still got my, I don't care if they get nothing at the moment. The things you look I'm not on. going there, put it that way, by choice. What we know now, like two weeks in quarantine for perfectly healthy people. Mate. What an, that's, <laughs> oh, but you you could fly to New York easier yeah. from Sydney than you could fly to Western Australia. Mm. What a joke. Yep, no doubt about that. Uh, now, Clarky also, back page of The Australian here, test series being pushed around by white ball game. Now, the Future Tours program came out yesterday for the next four years for Australia. I mean, let's just face it. The ICC, everything is now prioritised towards T20 slash franchise cricket, if you include the 100, if you want to call that cricket over there in England at the moment. Everything is just being moved to the side, international cricket, to create massive windows Mm. for these competitions which I'm convinced will have long-term horrendous implications for international cricket. And therefore, what does that mean for cricket as a whole? Where do players make their names? Just a reminder of that. Uh, but I'll, I'll give you one example of the madness. So, in, And I know we're going ahead here. So it, this is the 2026-27 summer. And think if you're a broadcaster, how much are you going to want this? So Australia plays against Afghanistan, a test at home in August in 2026. Then we go to South Africa, September, October. Then we come home and we play three tests and three one days there. Then we Who come we home. Who do we play? Oh, is that South Africa, three tests, three yeah, one days? Yeah, that's September, October in South Africa. Okay. Then we come home November, December. So this is our prime our summer. Yep. summer. We, we play England in, hang on, 
three one days and five 2020s. Then we have a test series, a three match test series against New Zealand, December, January. So the Boxing Day yep. test, new, so against New Zealand. Two tests, our, three tests against three New Zealand. Three tests. Okay. That's our, you know, our major yep. series that summer. Yeah, three one tests. In the world. Then we go to India in mid January mm-hmm. and play five tests in India mid January, like February. Because they want it all done for the IPL to start in March April, over there. Yeah, end of March, yeah. <laughs> then we come back in March, in March in Australia. Don't tell we're playing test matches. And play two test matches against Bangladesh. Token. Okay, what a, so what a I, joke. So the IPL players won't be playing those two test matches either. No. So. The ICC, yeah. so test, well, let's just let's just start writing the obituary for international cricket because think, no one cares. I think what's I think what we're seeing happening is the countries are going to prioritise test cricket against Australia, India, England, and maybe South Africa. Those four countries, test cricket will matter. The rest, it's just fading away. You're putting test matches on in the middle of winter. You're putting test token one test here, two tests there. Uh, players will pull out because the IPL will be on. Like those test matches against Bangladesh in March. <laughs> players will be playing. They'll choose IPL over playing test cricket for their country. Uh, well, that's that's you know? where it'll get to. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. I, this is the thing. It, it, like we're talking about it in golf. We've seen it in cricket for over ten years. Unfortunately. You know, you, you, there's only going to be, you know, a couple of test match series. Like, even the fact we're now going to a five-test series against India continues to show the importance of that country. 90% of the income in our game comes through India. You can, you can probably add more to that now because of the IPL. You know, they own the game of cricket. And the ICC is in... They've got no choice. Mm. You know, they're just sitting in a place where, like, IPL says... All players should be available for the IPL. It's the only domestic tournament in the world on the planet where international cricket stops. Because if it doesn't, players are not going to play for their country. And we're about to see it with Australia for probably for the... Like, we've seen players pull out of one-day series or 2020 series and choose the IPL, Australian players already. Or, sorry, domestic. Like, we've got Shield cricket on. And for the first time, I think last year or the year before, players were saying, no, nah, I'm going to play in the IPL. Now we're going to go to the next level. They're going to be choosing IPL over representing Australia in test matches against Bangladesh. Mm. So I think it's delaying the inevitable. It's always going to happen. How they find room for all these domestic competitions, I don't know. Um, unless, they, unless they wipe international T20s. Don't have international T20s. Just make room for the domestic tournaments and then just have a T20 World Cup. That's what they probably should do. But I don't know how we sustain 2020 internationals, one-day internationals, test cricket, and all of these domestic competitions where BBL wants all the international players. South African 2020 wants all the international players. The 100 that's going on right now wants all the international players. There's not enough days in the year. So players will now start making choices, unfortunately, I think based on dollars. 